0: Warning, incoming hostiles.
1: Welcome to Wear Gaming Weekly for the week of March 27th, 2019. My name is Nick. Next to me is my brother, Josh. Say hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. If you didn't know, Wear Gaming Weekly posts every Wednesday on YouTube.com and on podcast services. You can also find us on twitch.tv slash Gaming underscore if you want to watch us play The Division or Destiny or Anthem or any myriad of games. I don't know if we're going to play Anthem for a while. Not for a while, but it'll be there eventually. Uh, I do want to get to it. But. Yeah, of course. Um, of course, if you want to be part of the show, you can write in to weekly at com, And you can tweet to us at wheregaming underscore. And we would like to have conversations with you. Absolutely. Um, we have a lot of news this week. Um, a lot of... Um, not a lot of big news. Just, no? Uh,
2: just news.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's not like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting news. But right. uh, I mean, it depends on what you get excited by. But anyway, to start us off with the who, what, and where, we have the PS4 State of Play. Now, this came out last week, or, well, the inf- excuse me, the information about this came out last week after we had recorded last week's show. Uh, on Friday, they had announced that they were doing a state of play, mm-hmm. and they streamed it on Monday. Basically, a PlayStation Nintendo Direct. Exactly. And uh, I didn't watch... Well, neither of us watched it <clears throat> but we, we caught it afterwards. And, uh, well, let me read through... What, what I wanted to do was read through these announcements. It's from GameSpot by Kevin Nsevig. Neve- but it's really just a compilation of the games that came out. Uh, but I'm going to read the little description it gave. And then after each one, I want you to give me like, your reading on it, like, okay. h- how you felt about it. Um, so I'll read this little blurb, and then we'll go into it. Uh, actually, no, this is the first blurb. Okay, so uh, Sony started off its state-of-play presentation by unveiling Marvel's Iron Man VR. Developed by Camouflage in conjunction with Worldwide Studios and Marvel Games, the game puts players behind the visor of the Iron Avenger. No further details were shared beyond that, but Iron Man VR is slated to release for PS4 this year what do you think?
2: Do You remember uh, the Tom Hall or the the Spider Man VR for yeah. the, for the Homecoming? That's what I thought of. It looks almost like art. Style it looked or... a little better. Yeah, but it still looked pretty like gimmicky. It was uh, very much in vain. I of got those excited because I was hoping to see. I was like, oh, because we we had, you know they, they they PlayStation's never done anything like this, so mm-hmm. we didn't know if it was gonna be like big announcements. I mean, they kind of like set the tone like. We're gonna talk about PS4 games, upcoming dates, PSVR. PSVR, and that kind of stuff. So it starts off when, uh, you know, it's just a guy in a plane, and then you see him like put on the hood or whatever, and you are like, oh, maybe this is the Avengers game that we've been ho- hearing about from Square, and it's it, and Then it was just PSVR, and it was just like a Marvel's Iron Man. They didn't say whether this was like a full type of game or if this was just gonna be one of those like experiences. Right. And from looking at it, I don't know if I would want a full game.
1: No. Or... I did see someone on Twitter say that they would get this just for that. Get PSVR just for that. And I was like, well, I mean, any reason to have via PSVR is fine and I'm not going to judge you right. for your reasoning. But there are so many better games that are already mm. on there. Now, if you're going to... I mean, I wouldn't get it
2: just to play that. No. And I don't know if like if I was on the fence of getting a PSVR that that game would be... Th- that little trailer they showed would be yeah. the thing to push me over. So Right. But, you know, to yeah. each
1: zone. Uh, Hopefully r- it's
2: neat, but I just based on the gameplay they showed, it was just meh.
1: Right. Uh, the remastered kart racing game Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled launches on June 21st, and we learned the PS4 version will include some exclusive content in the form of blocky PS1-style character skins for Crash, Coco, and Cortex, along with a retro track and carts.
2: Did they say?
1: I See, I just read that, and I'm like, I didn't get that from that. I thought they were just comparing old and new. But maybe, well, you, you could tell, like, that the characters were more blocky looking, but I didn't know, I thought that was just the art style of yeah. the game. I mean, maybe they saw something I didn't. I, I didn't see them
2: confirm that there was going to be like a different like texture models yeah I thought they were just like you said comparing this is this is how it looked back then and this is what we've done so yeah um,
1: I, 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 I don't mean, know we, I, I we, didn't we, see that very possibly may have just weren't paying attention but that's not the impression I gave off of that
2: no and what what they didn't what this doesn't say is that They're going to actually include the content from uh, Crash Nitro Kart, which was the second version. Mm -hmm. And I actually never played Nitro Kart because that was a PS2 game, I think, that was just like more Crash Team Racing. And I just we just didn't get it. But But, I am excited for Crash Team Racing because, yes. Yes.
1: Um, So, cool. I say that, but I didn't play the Crash Bandicoot remakes, but I want to. (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah. Maybe they'll package them together. Probably not. No, no. Uh, the Isometric Dungeon Caller Ready, Set Heroes is coming to PS4 later this year. The game features four-player multiplayer, 4 player multiplayer and pits you against another team in a race through a monster-filled dungeon. You reach the end of the dungeon and you'll face off in a winner-takes-all showdown. What do you think? Mm, looks neat. Um, it, it, the probably... concept was neater than I think the, I'll enjoy. I don't like enjo- think like it's a game I'll get, but I liked the idea. I mean,
2: it looks like you'd play a few rounds and be like, oh, that was cool.
1: Yeah. Um... I imagine like a, a PS Plus like mm-hmm. game. Well, I like. I mean, I like the idea of it, To me, it is a version of Gambit without. Except in Gambit, you don't fight each other really. Yeah. Um, and Destiny is what mm-hmm. I mean. Um, but. No, I just you, I, I thought it more of like just like a horde horde mode or like a.
2: A Diablo style where kill a bunch of things, get a bunch of loot. Whoever's got the most loot at the end mm-hmm. has better power and then you fight each other and then, you know, hey, yeah, yeah. we have a winner. So, No, it looked cool. It was cute.
1: And, you know. Well, I know this next one you're super excited about. Arriving on PSVR as well as HTC Vive, Oculus, and Steam. Next month, Five Nights at Freddy's VR. Nope. Help Wanted is a new nope. VR take on the fan favorite horror series featuring remastered levels from the original games Along with all new nightmares. You mean you, you don't want to play Five no. Nights at Freddy's in VR at all? No. No? Not, not. Mm. I didn't even want to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wasn't a big fan. No. Uh, the
2: dog didn't even
1: like it. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we we are. You'll not come, don't come to Wear Gaming for Horror Game News. Because um, nope. we will not have it for you. Um, unless it is The Last of Us. Or Days Gone. But is that really a horror games? No, I game? wouldn't call
2: those horror games. I mean, they have zombies.
1: Games with frightening moments. But, I mean, I, I won't. They're, I won't more s- th-
2: they're more thriller. Than- I won't
1: say that I didn't play The Last of Us and not be afraid to walk down the hallway.
2: Yeah, but that, that's more suspense and like, dr- like I don't know. I, it, it's different. Well, in the end it's, result. I, is it's different than seeing the videos of Mr. X. Like slamming through the door, following you everywhere you I've go.
1: I've had nightmares about Mr. X and I've never played that game. I've never even seen a video of that game. I just heard about this guy who you, you. So, down. you haven't seen the
2: video of the, the Resident Evil mod where they make Mr. X Thomas the t- Tank Engine? No. It's incredible. Like, Thomas the Tank Engine busts through and then something <laughs> catches fire and then Thomas the Tank Engine catch on, catches on fire and it's like the no. ter- most ter- Like, it's worse than Mr. X. It's terrifying, uh, just smiling. <laughs> B-
1: burning <laughs> tank engine <laughs> no, not, driving through this house following you. <laughs> I've not seen this. I have heard that there was a mod where they play X going to give it to yeah, you. Yeah, I did see that one too. But <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. Uh, Sony revealed the PS4 exclusive action adventure game. Concrete Genie is arriving this fall. Additionally, the company shared a new trailer that sheds more light on the game's story.
2: It's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know if they've shown voice acting before, but no, uh, they definitely fleshed out more of a story. I don't know if it needed, at least, I don't know if it well, needed voice acting, but yeah, I, I don't want to judge it based on that. It just, it definitely looked interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a, such a weird Nick thing, but, so just uh, bear with me, but the way the lips moved reminded me of Rudolph.
2: Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was very much a claymation style, like stop motion. Okay, um, I'm
1: glad it wasn't crazy because the way the lips move was very much like that. Not that's a negative thing, but that's the first thing I thought. You no, know, that's
2: definitely the style. I think they were trying to go for more of a an artistic, like yeah. molded style.
1: The thing I thought about the most, uh, it showed a little bit of its UI when it came to the paintings on the wall. So uh, if if you don't, uh, I didn't. This didn't really explain what Concrete Genie was. If you didn't see. It it's like you're a, uh, a like graffiti a, artist sort of with a magic paintbrush that, uh, so the the story is like the character is lonely, uh, the the, the tagline thing was uh, if you don't have any friends you make them, and he he creates these characters kind of looks like where the wild things are sort of yeah. bizarre looking things, and uh and they follow him around but then the darkness comes into the town of course darkness is always something you want to be wary of, um. This little guy knows about it, but anyway, uh, I don't know if it'll be a game for me. The uh, the tagging system or the the graffiti system, the little bit that they showed, like you saw a little blip of like the menu bar, it looked, it reminded me of like character creator tool or uh, like world creator tools, mm-hmm. uh, which overwhelming, It felt a little overwhelming. Now this is also coming from someone who really wants to play and get into dreams. Yeah, but I think the Purpose is different, um. So I don't know. We'll uh, we might check it out.
2: But. It's for somebody. I don't know. I I don't know if it's for me, but yeah. Um, I do appreciate what they're doing. It's very pretty. Um, and very unique take where you draw characters that actually, like, fight by your side or yeah. Whatever.
1: I don't know how. I didn't like, really see much combat, but it's got to be there. Yeah, is there's there
2: gonna... definitely going to be some kind of combat. I think they've confirmed in the past that there's going to be combat. Um. I don't know how like robust like how can I create any kind of character like mold. It looked like they were picking up like different types of like torsos and things like that. Yeah. Maybe you can mix and match and or make some templates. And... Yeah, so I'd be curious to see how
1: that that goes. And yeah, so we'll keep an eye on it. Um, Sony's Sony's zombie survival game Days Gone. It's been a long time coming. But it finally arrives on PS4 on April 26th ahead of its release. Sony has shared a new trailer that sets the stage for the game's story. Uh, the trailer, again, you can find it online, didn't really show us anything new.
0: in terms.
2: Well, go ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know that they can show anything new. like, Or, or should. They shouldn't show anything else. They just put the game out. I'm ready.
1: Yeah. I, I think the things that I want to see, and maybe it's there and I just haven't looked it up, are just more world stuff. Like, um, like we've seen Woods and we've seen, um, one of the camps that he can go into, uh, to like use the zombies to attack the guys, sorry, the freakers to attack the guys. But I didn't really, I I just want to get a really sense of, a sense of the world that they're in, like in a horizon way or, um, in any sort of open world. I want to see what the rest of the world looks like. Uh, but also I want to be surprised too. Um, so, I'm but, kind
2: of thinking they're they're keeping a lot of things quiet for, yeah, for the story's sake. So yeah, that's true. They they don't want to talk too much about it. Uh, I don't I don't know that it's going to be any kind of like groundbreaking or no. revolutionary in any sense of the word. But I think it'll be. It looks great. The I mean, Sam Witwer's you know was mm-hmm. narrating the, that trailer, and did you I, see
1: this his tweet uh, about his beard? Like, he,
2: he was like a. Uh, these guys did a really good job of making that beard look as itchy as it feels. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> great. So, I'm really excited to play it. Um, I'm worried that it's gonna scare me too much, but really, we'll, well, they talk about these kid zombies. Oh, I didn't hear about
1: kid yeah, zombies. For, or at least I wasn't paying attention. To like
2: like kid freakers that like jump on you and like like leap at you. It reminds me of uh, Do you remember Dante's Inferno? Yeah, the, the, with the the, the baby. We, yeah, I'm afraid it's gonna the, be like that. The unbirthed or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, but um, I am uh, I am very interested in this game. So
1: there we go. Uh, and then Sony capped off the State of Play presentation with a new trailer for Mortal Kombat 11, confirming three more Gross. returning fighters in the process: Liu Kang, Liu Kang, Kung Lao. You don't have anything for Kung Lao?
2: No, Kung Lao is actually the one I was thinking of. Oh,
1: <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought it was first, so I just oh, and because he is the most important, Kung Lao. <laughs> the video showcases the modern day character.
0: Oh, okay that the hat got oh yeah Uh, the video showcases
1: the modern day characters coming face to face with their younger selves from the past Uh, what I liked about this trailer it was very much Kill Bill like that's what the the yeah, like interstitial title cards were very much '90s. I mean, that's what it is, right? Oh
2: yeah. Uh, um,
1: I thought it looked really good,
2: and like, it, it, I think it, it, like, it's yeah. What what do you think? It's uh, hoodwinking us, where it made it look like it was in game, like the some of the like moments were looked like is that, is that in game? But I don't
1: think it was. I, what, what, the way the camera. Came onto them as like you could tell like the like what you're saying is like they had them side by side like you know in typical fighting, but the way the camera interacted with them and the way they looked, if it's real, was incredible.
2: I mean, it it looked like like pre rendered, like unreal graphics, like you know different than what you would normally expect. It looked like something you wouldn't normally control. Right. More like cutscene
1: animations versus and i think in-game. the problem with that is that it went so fluidly between the two yeah that but it looked really cool mm-hmm. it might be the first mortal kombat game i really dig into um i don't think i, don't, I mean i won't I, play I it. Like i don't know that fighting. i'll
2: get into it any more than i got into the other ones i usually play them till i can like try to get all the fatalities and then we have a few, you know, good nights of us just playing it and then, you know, Yeah, yeah. Well, back, I mean, but... I don't
1: mean, like, I'm not going to suddenly come up you know, go to Evo or anything like that. I just mean, like, uh, just like Injustice, I played a little bit of that story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really, I'm interested in oh, yeah. playing that. Maybe what... I'll get
2: Dave, David over and we'll do uh, the uh, campaign mode. Because me and David really got into the, there was the campaign mode for Shaolin Monks, I think it was. And uh, we sat down and played through. It was like a co-op campaign. You went okay. through. And it was kind of neat. It was cool. You know, so, um,
1: I think. Uh, so one last thing I wanted to talk about with the state of play uh, is how you felt about it overall compared to, say, in a Nintendo Direct.
2: Mm. Um, so I think coming out beforehand and saying this is what we're going to talk about, and and doing it like they did. Of course, I, I, you know, the 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 lady talking was a little dry-ish. Mm-hmm. She wasn't like the, you know, the greatest like narration they could have used or whatever. But I think this definitely set the tone for what these are going to be. Mm-hmm. These aren't going to be like groundbreaking or setting the world on a fire with you know reveals or whatever. I think they're just setting the tone for this Is going to be how we announce games from here on out, or yeah. like at least announce release dates. And then I'm sure at some point later they're going to sh- say, Okay, we have our normal state of play, you know, cycle now. We're going to do this, what do they say, three or four times? E- yeah, this year, once a quarter or something like that. And then at some point, they're going to do, do a big blowout event where they're going to probably do li- like what they would do for PSX. And so I think people went into this expecting PS5 news or. Maybe the Last of Us release date, and that'll probably happen in these. Mm. I think at this point, we this kind of shows us what they want to do, but it also gives them a chance to showcase some of their smaller things and really push the VR focus more. I think they want. I think they want to really build on that
1: going into the next generation. Um, you know, a few things that this didn't cover. I'm just thinking about this now. Is they also revealed. Uh, the, oh, No Man's Sky it, Beyond? Well, I, I would save that for later. Okay. Um, Because that's a whole other story. But yes, No no, no Man's Sky Beyond. Maybe I just didn't finish coming. Anyway. I don't know. Uh,
2: something... I felt like some of this was missing some of the details that we saw. Right. Uh,
1: it, it also... Like, there was the Blood and Truth or Blood and Stone. Um, uh,
2: yeah. The uh, Yeah, Blood and Truth.
1: Uh, Blood and Truth, which is uh, the, the uh, uh, Sony
2: London, the, the guys—is uh, it Sony London? The guys who did—it's the guys who did the uh, PS uh, the one of the PSVR th- world, the Gun Heist or London Heist, London Heist, yeah, one uh, know, which was probably the most interesting of all the uh, PS uh, worlds or yeah, yeah, the
1: PSVR like it was uh, most demos. in depth uh, and uh, the I mean it looks like it'll be fun. Uh, it, 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 I mean it it, it feels like uh like a Jason's Day the movie. Yeah, it does. Um. And uh, there was there was there was a lot of VR in it. Oh yeah, which I liked. Uh, but uh, to go back to sorry, I just rem- just noticed that. Yeah, it, it didn't talk about uh uh
2: vacation uh vacation simulator. Yeah, there was uh Falcon Age. Falcon Age. Yeah, there was actually a lot more stuff yeah. than listed yeah, here. Of course, so this g- was
1: a brief article. It wasn't a comprehensive list. Right. Um, uh, but just uh, you know, share share my little bit about the presentation overall. Uh, I agree. I, I think uh, well, the thing with PlayStation is lately they've done everything they've announced has kind of been major. Not not even like talking about game announcements, just like announcements in general. Or like not going to E three and not doing PSX. Everything's kind of been big right now. Yeah. And so this ex- expectation of we don't know anything about what's coming up with PS four this year other than days gone. So, you know, what What are we yeah. getting into? So I think you that know, had a... Where's the Dreams
2: beta? When's that actually going to start? Right.
1: Or not the beta, but the... the creator Creator
2: beta. And then, you know, are we going to get a release date for that?
1: mm mm-hmm. so. And then uh, I, I did feel it was a little uh, disconnected. Uh, like, uh, we just finished watching the Nindies, and uh, the, the, the difference between the Nintendo Direct, I think, and this... Granted, they've had years to perfect the Nintendo Direct. Well, I, 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 sorry, go ahead. Uh, is uh, j- there's a personality there that uh, Sony didn't have, and now Sony is not necessarily known for having personality per mm-hmm. se, but in this era where Sony has, in, in this generation where Sony has been, or PlayStation has been, has been better, has been dominating. Mm-hmm. I. Expected the whole presentation style for this to reflect greatness. Yes, that's how their whole thing. Is like you know, uh, in that uh, thing. greatness awaits, or yeah, yeah, greatness awaits. And it was like, <laughs> okay, I mean, and it, and it wasn't the content of the games. It was all about the tr- presentation. The presentation, and like you said, the girl, the, the the voice was very robotic. Like this is your next game. Yeah, and
2: Uh, now with the Nintendo thing that we we just watched the Nindies, like you said, Um, I thought those hosts were not very good. Well,
1: you're you're right. Uh, They were
2: very boring and very like just they weren't meshing together very well. And like and the the was it what they call it again? The play the state of play state of play again. uh, The the narration wasn't very good. I think it would behoove Sony to if they don't have one to use. To bring out a new personality, mm-hmm. if it's not Sean Layden because he's, yeah. you know, he's more the businessy kind of guy. If it's
1: Schuhman or uh, uh, that's,
2: um, what's I, I would love to see Shuhei do stuff Clemens. like this. Uh. But um, <clears throat> just just develop a personality like Reggie mm-hmm. to come out and do like, hey, I'm going to tell you about these because these are exciting, mm-hmm. and you know, put him in front of a green screen and let him let him bring these to you and you know not uh, you know if we're not gonna do this. I can think
1: of a person who could do it but
2: Yeah. <laughs> but uh if we're not gonna do an E3 press conference like we we normally do, mm-hmm. you you know, we're gonna do these twenty minute you know segments. Let's let's spend some time and actually promote these games and say why they're interesting and not oh this game looks really <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. very subdued. And I think all these games they showed could have used that, like, that regginess. You know, yeah. he, he just always, Reggie always brought this air of excitement and this is, there's going to be a reason to play these games. And he believed right. in these games. And it, the, vo- the voice was just calming and not mm-hmm. like, it, it's the same kind of voice that was, uh, talking about the the Red Dead stuff. Yeah, I was about to mention that. And <clears throat> I never liked how they did that. It was just like, just laying out what you're going to do in the game mm. in this very monotone voice. And not like, it's just not exciting. It's yeah, it's just not... not exciting you.
1: So, mm. yeah, I think, I mean, this is probably what it's going to be like for a while, but I do hope that they look at the feedback and, uh, again, not about the content, it's all about the presentation.
2: Yeah, I think it's great that they're, Pushing the PSVR, even if Iron Man isn't going to be, you know, incredible or whatever. You know, maybe it will, but it doesn't look like it. But mm. if, if they keep pushing this and bring, like I said, bring out a personality, do these 20-minute videos and just talk about them. Maybe even bring the developer on and say, yeah. you know, just, just a couple minutes of, hey, why, oh, you know, tell us about the game mm-hmm. and have them tell us what we're doing in the game. And and as you know, in, in a two minute pitch or a thirty second you know pitch of what we're doing, and then let's mm-hmm. m- keep moving on to the next
1: one. So anyway, uh, we'll we'll be looking forward to more and some of these games. Also, if you have if you haven't thought about PSVR yet, uh, I don't know that there was one particular game in this set except for maybe Falcon Age that I would recommend getting PSVR. But there are a ton of great VR titles right now. Um, and if you've been thinking about it, they're not that expensive anymore relatively yeah. um and i just highly recommend all right speaking of the nintendo showcase this will be another one where i'm just going to pitch them to you and you just tell me if you <laughs> what you felt about them since we just watched it um so uh this is not a write-up since we just watched it. i just wrote down the um the dates and the games so uh Nint- nintendo showcase nindy's 2019, I think the difference about this then, it's not really, it wasn't really a direct no in the sense of, it wasn't just, you know, one and this done. This is
2: just, hey, we're, we got a whole bunch of indies coming out to the Nintendo Switch. Please be excited. Please be excited. All right. First up. But they just had some faux enthusiasm going. Like, mm-hmm. just, they were excited about. I think both of them on their own
1: would have been fine. But the way they were ju- kind of.
2: Yeah. All right. So.
1: All right. <clears throat> First up, <clears throat> the biggest news about this: Cuphead, April eighteenth, twenty nineteen, coming to Switch. Coming to Switch. The, Actually, let me just jump down to the article I grabbed about it since we're talking about it. Um, sorry, why is sorry. it all the way down there? Well, I wasn't. I didn't plan. All right. Um. All right. There we go. All the way to the, the bottom. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was the last piece of news that I wrote down. Anyway, uh, so like I just said, Cuphead is coming to Nintendo Switch in April. This is from Chris Plant at Polygon. Cuphead, one of Microsoft's most critically acclaimed Xbox exclusives, is coming to Nintendo Switch on April 18th. The release date was announced Wednesday during the Nintendo and Indies Showcase, which focused on independent games coming to Switch. Uh, in the promo for the re- in the promo reel for the 2D action game, Nintendo thanked both Cuphead developer Studio MDHR and our friends at Microsoft. Over the past year, the two competing game console makers have begun to cooperate in surprising ways. In June 2018, Nintendo released a video promoting cross-play on Switch and the Xbox One. In February, Microsoft announced Xbox Live would arrive on iOS, Android, and Switch, and around the same times, rumors swirled that Microsoft could be bringing its Game Pass and Project X, Project X Cloud services to the Switch, alongside bringing Microsoft games to the Nintendo eShop. Now, of course, all that... Last part is speculation, but we do right. know Cuphead has been announced for Switch. So continue.
2: So Cuphead is a beautiful looking game. I'm like <clears throat> when they first showed that, I was like just blown away by the art style. The you know very 1940s cartoon, mm-hmm. um, very charming. It looks so hard. <laughs> um, I can't even play a Mega Man game. And I think that's a lot of what this is. It's like Mega Man game mixed with, like, boss battles. Yeah. Mega boss battles. Bo- not, not necessarily Mega Man boss battles, but just, like, huge, time-based jumps, mm-hmm. like, very precision, know, precision uh, platforming. And that's just not my kind of game. Um, I appreciate it. I wish I would... Um, if If I get it, if we get it, I would probably try to play it and get frustrated and quit. Mm-hmm. But... I I think it's great that it's coming to Switch. What does that mean? It's not technically a Microsoft published game, so or or, you know it's not it's not a first party Microsoft game. It's a Microsoft published. So does that mean they're gonna bring other games?
1: This they it's almost like they deliberately well picked a game that they didn't own right to move over just to have the it, it feels very deliberate but I also not.
2: Now if they you know you know we the, I think there was the rumor back in February about Cuphead and Ori and the Blind Forest. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Ori the Blind Forest is a first party game. So if they bring Ori over, that's a more clear indication of what this partnership is going to be. Again, Ori is still not like it's not Halo. So it's, it's more mm-hmm. of the indie artsy project. <clears throat> but I think that would be a clear uh indication of what their partnership is going to be and we're probably gonna learn a lot more that, at E three this summer and as these things happen. I mean yeah. th- we just keep getting the hits. So yeah. Absolutely. Who knows? But you know, excited for Cuphead to come and you know everybody get to experience that just really beautiful game.
1: Yeah. Um I don't actually remember this one. Overland? Overland.
2: I think I skipped through it. Okay. Uh
1: my we friend's trying to get you know yeah. the clip. Well there's a game called Overland coming this fall. Um, my Friend Pedro.
2: My Friend Pedro looks fantastic. It's a Devolver Digital game, which they, they, they kill it. They, yeah, they, just, they really do. They just know how to make really... Or publish. They know what to look for. They're yeah. looking for arcadey, fun, difficult, most of the time, games that just have, just have a really cool style to them. That just are very appealing and, you know... I think that one's gonna be a fun one. That's what yeah. you get to like shoot off frying pans and like skateboard yeah. and just like just a bunch of crazy stuff, and it looks fun.
1: Yeah, I don't remember when. I think I saw my friend Pedro at the Switch E three last year, and because mm. I, I didn't been realize looking... it was like a Switch deal. Well, I, I I think it's been on Steam. Mm-hmm. I think it's been on the PC, but uh, it was announced. No, it's in... not. It's not out yet. It's not. All. Oh, okay. Well. Well, what it said in the trailer was console, Switch console exclusive. Um, so, I guess it's only coming to the Switch for now, at least. Mm. Um, but anyway, they announced it back in E3, I think, because I've been looking for this game, or for some reason I keep wanting to call my banana friend, because there's a banana mm-hmm. is, who's Pedro, I guess. Um, but I'm really excited for it, but it looks really difficult. Yeah. Um, well... In a different sort of way. Sure. Uh, Neocab, coming summer 2019.
2: That's a Lyft driver simulator
1: 2019.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> looks like uh, they build it as, like, this <clears throat> uh, new... or you're, you're, like, the last human, like, driver. taxi driver in the city. And you're trying to find your friend. And, like, a bunch of, like... It looked like kind of a conversation simulator kind of deal... Um, and you have to, like, it, there's story elements about, like, what kind of mood you're in, or... Yeah.
1: It was really bizarre. Very weird. It's a game about having conversations and trying to find your friend. Yeah. And, but it's, there's resource management by, like, you gotta get gas, you gotta make sure you have, you have enough money to find your friend, and the way you make money is to drive, and that's how you get these stories. And I don't know. I it, I don't know if it's for me, but it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, you, you gotta think they've... Really come down to it, if they're making games about driving Ubers, yeah. Um, The Red Lantern, twenty nineteen. That one was the Ashley Birch Snow Dogs. Uh, Yeah, it was. It's a game
2: about the Iditarod, which is the great like mushing uh, dog. You know, the dog mushing race Mm. uh, in Alaska. I think. Yeah. And um, it looks like a very story-driven. Um, almost depressing. <laughs> yeah, it's the it, it, it it like... they killed the dog. The bear killed the dog, and then yeah. it showed it showed the 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 cart later when it was missing a dog. I was like, oh, yeah, it killed the dog. And um, but Ashley Birch is just fantastic. <laughs> as I'm soon just, as I started talking, I'm like, that's Ashley Birch. And Ashley Birch is the voice of uh, Aloy, Aloy in Horizon Zero Dawn, and Chloe, uh, Chloe
1: in Life is Strange. In it, Life is Strange, but not Life is Strange before the storm. Right, Just but saying. she is, in she's in the last episode, the last of before episode. the storm. Yeah, if you get the special, sure, yeah, very niche. Uh, but yeah, the Redland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be interested in trying it. The way they pitched it in the video was, it's a story-driven game with roguelike elements where you gotta, you know, keep up your health and survive and do yeah. all that stuff. Uh, the art style was re- really, you know, neat, and very
2: pretty, and uh, firewatch looking. Yeah, kind
1: of look like that. Um, so I didn't check out the studio. I didn't give the name of the studio. Uh, I can't it. think of. But
2: uh, I'll definitely want to check it out because yeah. you know I like Ashley Birch and it, and it just looks sad. And yeah, Josh likes I want to check sad. it out because it's sad. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh,
1: Darkwood. Did we skip over that one?
2: Yeah, uh, I think that was like the hor- the weird like RPG horror, uh, pixely game. Oh yeah.
1: yeah, Darkwood's coming out in 2019 May. Yeah. Katana Zero, April eighteenth, twenty nineteen. Just next month. Josh, take it away.
2: Uh, Katana Zero looks fantastic. I saw it. We saw it a couple of years ago, and it's just they. The publisher's been kind of quiet about it. I think it's just a one-man studio. I'm not sure. <clears throat> working on this. Um, but published by Devolver Digital. Um, basically, it's like you're this master swordsman. And um, you, you get to, like, stop time and try to... It's almost like a puzzly kind of game uh, where you got to, like, try to kill everybody in the level. Um, you, so at least the way he initially showed it off was, like, you, you pause time and you, like, work your way through this, like, 2D level where you, you try to kill er- everyone. And then when you hit go, it tries to do what you t- tell it to do. Like the path oh. you took, and if you did it, it was like, "Oh, that this will succeed," or "That was a success." And if it won't, it'll kill you. And
1: yeah, dragon.
2: And it looked like there was a couple different elements in this where you could like stop time, or like slow down time, uh, while, like in real time. So you looked like there was real time action as well. Okay. Uh, real time fighting, and he, he showed him like uh, smacking back bullets. Yeah. And things like that. So uh, I'm very interested. Um, it's hard to explain. You need to go check out the video for Katana Zero. Um, and like I said, published by uh, Devolver Digital because they're just killing it. Yeah. And it comes out April 18th, 2019. Just
1: next month. <clears throat> Rad. And
2: I didn't realize this was a Switch deal, too. I thought it was coming everywhere. Bring it to PlayStation. I want my trophies. I mean, I have a Switch. I just, you know. Trophies. Rad. Rad. Tim Schafer is just incredible. Uh, The guy's over at Double Fine um, doing a game called Rad, which I assume is probably short for Radiation. Um, Oh, I didn't think about that. Or, you know, because RADs are like the radiation levels, and the guy was mutating into the different. Yeah. It was like an isometric um, beat-em-up kind of game. Uh, he was fighting off different, like, animals or whatever, and he could, like, possess different a- attributes of different animals. Like, he was, like... Ha- had a snake head, and he was, like, biting things and...
0: Laying head, eggs. Things, and Laying
2: eggs and... Or, uh, well, yeah, laying eggs. They were turning into, like, spider versions of himself. Yeah. Whatever. Or he, like, grew an extra, like, large arm
1: claw thing. And... Yeah. It, <clears throat> it felt very action-adventure-y with that... It's very the...
2: cartoonish. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just... Fun, um,
1: Brutal Legend-style animation. Yeah, it kind of felt... Animation. Well, it makes sense, but... And
2: they're, like, radical. and Yeah. <laughs>
1: this game's gonna be rad. Uh, Creature in the Well, summer 2019. This was the one that was, like, uh, isometric pinball.
0: Mm.
1: It's a pinball game, but you are... It's not, like, pinball and, like, zen pinball. It's, like, you're facing off these levels and you control these orbs of light <clears throat> to make it past.
2: Yeah. It it looked more like, like a dungeon crawler. Yeah. Where you, f- from what we were seeing, it looked like these, they were like shooting these orbs of light at you. And like you had to hit them a certain way to hit these pa- paddles, like in a pinball machine, mm-hmm. like little bumpers. And it just depended on the way you deflected the balls that were like shot at you. Um, you, I guess that was how you cleared the room was yeah. you had to hit all these paddles like in a pinball machine. They called it like a pinball action adventure, yeah. but it looked to me like like a dungeon crawler type of games like uh, uh, the Binding of Isaac yeah. with these you know pinball mechanics. Yeah,
1: it looks neat. I don't know if I would get really into it, no. but uh, now Blood is another one I don't remember already.
2: Blood comes out summer twenty nineteen. Pine. August 2019, it didn't look very interesting. That was the... I think that was the weird one with the foxes and the,
1: Oh, yeah. It didn't look very good. And Super Crate Box.
2: No, the, 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 these are first brushes. I don't want to, like, just dismiss all these people's hard uh, I think you just said you hated all those games. Yes, I did. But I'm sure it's for somebody. Yeah. Um, Take a look at them. Like I said, August 2019, you can look up Pine and Blood Roots and... Super Crate Box. Super Crate Box. Um I think that was the uh multiplayer yeah uh game. It, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It, it it those games don't speak to me anymore. I think there's just uh, over an overabundance of these like multiplayer party games that look kind of the same and yeah do the kind of the same things.
1: Um, um there but, was
2: another uh, one that it's not listed there that was released the day of. It was uh The Throne. I don't remember um I saw people talking about it. Um, oh, Nuclear Throne! Nuclear we're Throne. Not done. Oh, there's more. A Nuclear Throne was available today, or whatever the day of the Indies was, and it, that was like again a dungeon crawler kind of game that <clears throat> I, I I don't know, but I've heard people were just like enamored by this game. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I I was gonna say I think it's Devolver Digital too, but I don't want to say that because I don't know.
1: Uh, they had Ultra Bugs and Swim Sanity. They all kind of looked similar.
2: Ultra Bugs uh, looked like an old, uh, kind of like a Space Invaders type of game, or uh, oh yeah, that that's was right. a sh- like a shmup, uh, shoot 'em up, uh, like sh- you were ship combat, and uh, basically you could, uh, they they said you could like, once you defeated some of the bosses, you could take pieces well, piece of it, the right. boss and incorporate it into or
1: into, your, into your like
2: design or your your ship attributes so you
1: maybe like different have different type of weapons or whatever. It looked really neat.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> Very arcadey. Um this one I thought you might be interested in hearing about. Blaster Master Zero 02. Well, you, you I remember you're like is that a new one or Well, I I, could, I couldn't tell if it was like a remake or like a, a sequel to an old game or So
2: when the Switch launched, it launched with Blaster Master 0, which was a a sequel to the original Blaster Master games. I think there was two. Um, Blaster Master Zero was just like just like you saw um, released on the Switch. Right. So this is the second one. It looked like there was some really neat uh, gameplay changes. Um, I remember playing Blaster Master as a kid. I didn't get very far because I was bad at games. I'm still bad at games, um, but I was always I always liked the music and mm-hmm. it's a very interesting type of game. You're driving around a ship and collecting, I guess, different power-ups and things like that. A little Metroid-y, yeah.
1: um, but looks fun. Uh, so the Stranger Things 3 games coming out July 4th, 2019. Um, uh, the, I mean, the show doesn't speak to me and the game doesn't speak to me, um, but happy for those who do. And then Cadence of I Rule. That This one was weird for me because I couldn't tell what was going on. Well, well, I couldn't tell what the deal was. Well, uh, it's it's based on a game called
2: Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Okay, <clears throat> and it was just—I think it's a rhythm dungeon crawler, roguelike type game. I, I don't know much about it, but I've heard people talking about it, and basically, it's Crypt of the Necro Dancer with uh, Link and Zelda. Okay. So Cool. Looked like uh everybody was like bopping to the beat. Mm-hmm. And like you like into the fighting to the beat, and
1: it looked They're it was cute to the beat. All right, well, moving on. That was it for the nindies, the nindies, and the PS. Okay, a lot of ga- a lot of big games, or a lot of indie games coming out. Yep. Uh, so keep your eyes on it. Well,
2: last week we talked about Google Stadia. The Google decided to hop into the gaming arena with their streaming. Gaming service. Mm-hmm. Well, this week Apple decided to do the same.
1: It was actually just a few days after. Just a, like... yeah, just
2: a few days after. But uh, Apple Arcade was announced. Uh, w- new game subscription service coming to iOS, Mac, and Apple TV this year by Oscar Deus at GameSpot. Apple is expanding its presence in the games industry with its own game subscription service. Named Apple Arcade, the service is designed to provide access to titles for mobile, desktop, and the living room. Unlike Google Stadia, however, it won't stream the games from the cloud. <clears throat> Excuse me. Essentially, Apple's service takes, from, uh, takes the form of a monthly subscription service that provides unlimited access to curated selection of paid titles on the App Store. It's sort of like Xbox Game Pass. Uh, development partners include Sega, Konami, Disney, Sumo Digital, and Cartoon Network, among others, and more than one and more than one hundred exclusive games will become part of their service. Additional games will also be added all the time, quote. Although an exact cadence for new releases were not shared. Apple Arcade covers more than just iOS games, although these games these will work on devices like iPhones and iPads. Beyond that, you'll be able to play on Mac OS and Apple TV, meaning these games span mobile, laptops, and TV. I feel like we've already said that a couple times. And these versions won't operate independently of each other. Your progress transfers between the different platforms. In other words, you can move from playing something on your phone to your TV or laptop, for instance, which is not entirely dissimilar from the vision Google recently outlined with Stadia. Apple went on to state that every game would be playable offline, while future game updates and DLC would be included at no extra cost. Apple Arcade will have its own tab on the App Store, and the games will be free of ads and microtransactions. That's big. Apple Arcade will be available in 150 countries this fall. Uh, One key bit of information, how much will it cost, has not yet been shared. Apple says pricing and more details are still to come. Among the confirmed games are Sonic Racing, Lego Brawls, Oceanhorn 2. Wow. Oceanhorn was the uh, Zelda clone that everybody was talking about. Um, Overland, which was in the Nindies event. Uh, Fantasian, uh, from Final Fantasy creator Hironobu Sakaguchi, Sakaguchi. And Beyond the Steel Sky, which is being worked on by Dave Gibbons of Watchmen fame. Unlike the recently announced Google Stadia or PlayStation Now and Microsoft's X Cloud, Apple's service is not cloud-based. Cool. So, I think it's interesting yeah, that I, I, I didn't really hear all that much about it until you know yeah. I realized they were going to have these you know those publish those particular publishers no uh, uh, ads or microtransactions.
1: microtransactions. Well, that's that's what I thought was interesting, and I was curious if that meant like.
0: Th-
1: like, I guess that means the games themselves won't have microtransactions in. I guess that means you just won't see, like, you know, those word games or those, you know, games like that where you, you know, you have to pay to get energy or whatever. Sure. I'm curious the kinds of games. Like, I included this last bit where they're talking about Sonic Racing, Lego Brawls, Ocean Horn 2, stuff like that. But I wasn't sure if these were going to be games like. Um. Uh. Just the kinds of games, like when when I think when I think of phone games, I think of playing Words with Friends or or Word Domination or crossword puzzles and stuff like that. When I think of, uh, or what are like Angry Birds or and and stuff like that. Uh, those those free to play quests, three, yeah. th- uh, Match threes. Right. So, in my mind, I'm just curious if. If that's the area they're going for. Or I mean, clearly
2: they have several different you yeah, know, style styles of games. Um, The first thing that popped in my head would be um, Plants vs. Zombies. Oh, yeah. Get Plants vs. Zombies, no ads, no microtransactions, just let me play the game. Yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, I would really be down for that. And I think uh, I think this is the first mobile game subscription sort of thing. Um, I this mean, could, this could act sorry, I was gonna interrupt you. Well, and, and and just like you know, the fact that I can you know, play it on my phone and bring it up on here or yeah. whatever else. Uh, I'm interested to see how it all comes together. I don't know if it's really gonna be, I, I don't play a whole lot of games on my phone, um, unless it's like idle RPGs or whatever, like that. Sure, and so I don't know, but I'm happy for it. To yeah, exist. none of these
2: specifically speak to me. But
1: if it was something like Angry Birds
0: or
2: yeah. anything like that, that could definitely be the more interesting uh, approach, and it it could also help uh, steer away from this race to the bottom that plagues uh, the mobile market space. Yeah, and <clears throat> encourage better like game design on for the phone instead of let's just see how many micro transactions we can sell. Or let's get on this service, get paid, you know, if it's $10, $15 a month or yeah. whatever it is. There's
1: more on the article about how in relationship to the de- developers. But I just got, it was it was a sure. long article, so I just got um, like, pieces. I'd
2: say it probably couldn't be any more than 5 to $10 a month. Yeah. How much is Apple Music?
1: $5, well, $14 a month.
2: $14? I mean, with all the subscription services, it'd be hard to justify that. But if the games are there, mm-hmm. if Plants vs Zombies are there or something, um, I think ten dollars a month would pro is is probably the sweet spot for something like that, yeah. and like the Spotify rate. Yeah, um, I mean you can get Netflix for 10 dollars a month. So,
1: right. yeah, I uh, what I think is interesting. I've, I've always thought this about mobile games, and I'm fault I'm at fault of it too. But uh, I'll I'll you know play whatever games but as soon as I see a price on it I don't want to play it like like 99 cents or whatever for some reason I just get like no like um, that one game Um, I played at the beginning of the year on the Switch Um, minute no Um, it's about the refugees Um, oh Um. why can't I think Uh, bury me in my love Mm -hmm. Uh, that's on the phone and on the Switch. And I bought it on the Switch. Uh, but if I had just found out on my phone and paid the $3 for it, there's this disparity of seeing $3 and thinking that's too much for a phone game.
2: Well, it's because we're trained to know what phone games are, and they're not typically not worth $3. Right,
1: right. Uh, but now, I hope that, like you said, it really, you know, yeah. Forces the develop- it encourages
2: developers to really think about what kind of games they want to make.
1: And I hope that on, on Apple's side it makes them like, like like you know the curating process there's just not going to be a whole lot of bloatware and, yeah. and, and stuff like that. So I uh, will be will be interested I'll be interested in that. Um but I don't know if I need another subscription service on here. Yeah. If I, it, if if it was between being able to play like Xbox Game Pass on my phone which is what they want me to be able to do or stadia on my phone or this i'd probably lean towards one of the other oh two, yeah for definitely sure. um so all right uh, so we mentioned this a little bit earlier but uh, there's a big no man's sky update uh this is taken exactly uh, straight from the no man's sky website from um hello, sean games. hello games sean murray hello everyone we, wanted, we know that there is a lot of hunger out there for news and updates on No Man's Sky. We wanted to share some of that information from behind the scenes. Our next chapter will be called No Man's Sky Beyond, coming summer 2019. Each chapter for No Man's Sky has been more successful than the last. Thanks to our community, Next, which was their our, our, our re- large release last year, was especially so. It went on to bring enjoyment of, millions of new play- to millions of new players and helped to change the legacy of this game we care so much about. Earlier this year, whilst working on our roadmap of three future updates, we decided we wanted to interweave their features and have a vision for something much more impactful. We are excited to announce that Beyond will contain those three major updates rolled into one larger free release. The first component of Beyond we are announcing today is No Man's Sky Online. No Man's Sky Online includes a radical new social and multiplayer experience which empowers players everywhere in the universe to meet and play together. Whilst this brings people together like never before and has many recognizable online elements, we don't consider No Man's Sky to be an MMO. It won't require a subscription, and it won't contain microtransactions, and will be free for all existing players. These changes are an answer to how we've been seeing people play since the release of Next, and it's something we've dreamed of for a long time. We will talk more about each component when we know when we can be precise, and look forward to sharing more in the coming weeks. Beyond will be our most ambitious chapter so far and something we've been working ridiculously hard on. We'll continue to support No Man's Sky in this way for the f- foreseeable future. It's ex- unexpected but so rewarding to see so many accolades and nominations for No Man's Sky as best ongoing or most evolved this year. To some, next may have felt like a natural end point for our journey, for us, which is another step on a longer voyage. Thank you so much, Sean. Uh, and so what we found out at the State of Play is that... No Man's Sky is getting uh, PSVR and I think Oculus. Yeah, I think it's uh, Oculus VR support mm-hmm. fully. I think it said Steam VR. Steam VR. There we go. Support. And that has been a question since before since day before one. it came out.
2: Was like, okay, where is the VR support for this game? What a story about
1: yeah. talk about No Man's Sky and Hello Games. Don't call it a comeback.
2: No, Hello Games. When this was announced, was They were the known as the guys who do uh, trials, or not trials. uh, uh, Joe Danger, Joe Danger, Danger, which is like this procedurally generated motocross like yeah like dirt bike game that was silly, and you could just play it forever because it's procedurally generated, which means every level is just put together by math. And so they announced this game, uh, No Man's Sky, which was. This virtually infinite universe of possibilities. And they kind of sold everybody on this idea that you could go anywhere in this universe mm. and you could go to these plant planets and uh, discover life forms and mine resources and things like that. And it came out, and that's basically what you did, but it was very underwhelming because mm-hmm. like, all the preview coverage was like these brontosaurus-type animals. And it just... Made it seem more robust than it really was. It ended up being like, "Oh, I've run out of room, and I've got to go expand my inventory, and then I got to go mine more materials to." go This is very resource management. It was. It was resource management in the game, and I mean, it was fine for a little while because it was neat to go to the different planets and see the monstrosities that the math created, because they did not look like brontosaurus. There's this funny GIF uh, or not GIF, but it was a. Uh, like, vine, basically, of uh, this t- t- Tyrannosaurus Rex, m- like, nightmare thing with uh, the Jurassic Park theme. Oh, I didn't see this. And it's like, uh, the Jurassic Park theme has been, like, this being played, like, on a kazoo out of tune. And it's just, it, you got to find it's it. It's hilarious. But it just, it really came out, and er- people were feeling like they were they were lie to which you know Sean Murray said things probably not that probably he, he shouldn't have said. Mm-hmm. It was clear that they wanted to do certain things that just they were not capable of doing because there were it was the studio had like eleven people. Right. It wasn't like they had this 200, 2,000, like crew like studio. There was eleven people working on this game. Mm-hmm. And so they basically wrote a check that they couldn't cash. Right. And so, it was kind of like, like, Hello Games was just gonna have to go away. Because there was no way they could come back from something, such a colossal, like, misstep. Yeah. And they have been working hard for, what, was it been two years, three years?
1: Two-ish, I think now.
2: Um, To fix everything, they they everything in the game that was perceived to be a uh, a fault. Yeah. And I heard about next people who went and played next were really impressed with it, and now they're putting out uh, Beyond, which is PSVR supported. Like now you can like have social hubs and things like that and meet other players. And it's just how are these guys making any money? I have no idea. Like we said, now they, I don't know how many developers they have, you know, on on staff right now. So maybe only having eleven people, everybody who bought the game, maybe there's enough money there to yeah. keep the <laughs> studio running. But still, like, next was free. Beyond is free. Be. Like, how yeah. are these guys making money to keep the studio going? And they just announced another game.
1: Yeah, they did. Uh, what was it? It, uh, it was a really, it was a small game.
2: Um, well, yeah. But they're 11 people, yeah. or you know,
1: 25.
2: Like I don't know where they're at right now, but they're not a big studio. Right. And all the stuff they're just doing for No Man's Sky, which is not a small update, adding PSVR support, and they've got enough time to have another group of their... Yeah. A large number of their people working on a different game. Yeah. It's incredible.
1: But I, I we, we played No Man's Sky when it first came out, yeah. and we, we enjoyed it enough. It was fine. We played it for a while. Mom even got on in in my materials, but I think I think I'm gonna. I mean, we have it. So with the Beyond update, I'm gonna try it out. Definitely Especially
2: with the with PSVR, the PSVR support, I'm definitely interested mm-hmm.
1: in flying around. We have a rocking chair in the den and our living room, and uh, like a rocking chair recliner, or whatever. And I would play like Valkyrie in VR and use the rocking chair as like a. I would make myself do go along with it. Just add a little extra support. I would love to play this with that. Mm-hmm. So, but
2: yeah. you couldn't play Ace Combat. Hmm. You were having problems with Ace Combat, weren't you?
1: I never try- played it. I
2: let you try to play Ace
1: Combat. No. Oh. I Ace never, Combat I never got awesome. around to it. Please, it was, it was awesome. But wait. Anyway. I, I went I didn't play an NBR okay okay uh, but anyway uh, is it your turn yes yes
2: uh, I can't read it it's too close <clears throat> hi <laughs> <laughs> Sony confirms it will <laughs> Sony confirms. It will stop letting GameStop and other retailers sell PS4 download codes. This is from Nick Stat at The Verge. Um, I actually saw this uh, Wario64 was, yeah. was tweeting this on. Uh, I don't know if he mentions this, uh, but I, I saw the tweets from Wario64, and he included the screenshot of the uh, GameStop uh, memo. Memo. But uh, this is what uh, the was it The Verge? Yeah. I've already forgot Nick Stat at The Verge. Uh, he put together a write up. <clears throat> Sony has confirmed they will indeed prevent prevent sounds like the wrong word it's they're going Just to Read the article. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it will indeed prevent retailers from like GameStop from selling digital download codes for PlayStation 4 games starting April 1st, 2019 and this is not an April Fools joke. That was me. Uh, the news first circulated last week via a leak m- leaked memo obtained by popular games deals game deals watcher Wario64. Means that uh, players who do not want to input in credit card information into Sony's PSN platform will no longer be able to buy buy digital versions of games from physical brick and mortar stores. Uh, Sony confirmed that it isn't just GameStop being cut out of the download code business, but all retailers. We can confirm, quote, quote. We can confirm that as of April first, twenty nineteen, Sony Interactive Entertainment will no longer offer full games through SIE's global digital through SIE's global digital at retail program. A PlayStation spokesperson tells The Verge, "This decision was made in order to continue to align key business globally uh, to support full games and premium editions. SIE will introduce increased de- denominations at select retailers." Uh, DLC and add-ons, virtual currency, and season passes will still be available. In other words, if you want to keep buying digital digital versions of PS4 games offline, you can technically still do so by way of virtual currency. It sounds like Sony will be offering increased PSN credit options through some retailers to support players that want to buy digital deluxe editions and cover the full cost of a game plus tax when you go to checkout you'll just now have to make that final purchase on PSN instead of doing so in a store like GameStop and receiving a code that you then input when you're home and online so um this is just you know this is making the rounds and people you know have their opinions about it um I think this is just Sony I think this is a quiet Sony move um trying to get thing get their house their cards in order for whatever they're planning um we know these brick-and-mortar stores are are mm-hmm. on the list of, like, it, it's not long. For, they're not long for this world unless right. they do something different. But um, this is Sony saying, you know, we don't need to do this anymore and give them digital codes if they want digital co- the buy the di- game digitally they can just come to us mm-hmm. which makes sense cuz people are like well why would you buy a digital code at a GameStop or whatever just to yeah it sounds like a weird thing but I've done that before because you get sometimes you can trade in credit and then buy I, I could trade in a bunch of games to GameStop and then put it towards a, one of those game cards one of those well to t- towards a game and pre-order it there, and then get the pre-order bonus from them. Mm -hmm. Or they might have a game less than it would be to get on the the platform. So I can see why you would do it that way, and why Sony... I don't know that they don't want to do that. It's just it doesn't make sense for them to offer those codes anymore. So if you buy your digital codes, like, you know, I usually do it on Amazon because I Mm -hmm. can use my Amazon credit... To buy the games and then just put it on my credit card. But in in this scenario, I can't do that anymore. I guess I could still buy the PSN money and then put it on, you know, my account. But
1: that's basically all this is. Yeah. Uh, but GameStop is changing more than just that. Of course, that's not ju- for just GameStop, like yeah. it said. So,
2: so you know, when, when you go to GameStop and you try to pre-order a game, a digital game, and they tell you no, don't get mad at them. It's, they, it's they, to would, anymore. they would clearly like to continue mm-hmm. selling games because they want you to come into their stores, and this is just one less reason to go into their stores. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, but that might be changing. GameStop is planning a shift to cultural experiences under new CEO, uh, this is from Zarmina Khan at playstationlifestyle.net.
0: Oh, I thought that was the CEO. No. no. <laughs> uh,
1: GameStop has announced that it has appointed former Victra Chief Executive Officer George Sherman as its new CEO. Sherman will replace Shane Kim, who has been serving as interim CEO since May 2018, following the resignation of Paul Raines. Raines, who cited health-related reasons for departure and passed away shortly after stepping down. A report from VentureBeat claims that the struggling retailer is planning to kick off a GameStop 2.0 initiative under Sherman, which will drastically change the company's direction. This
2: was my idea, by the way.
1: I was thinking about this before. GameStop wants to move away from the retail business and shift towards a cultural experience, establishing new types of stores that encourage players to hang out and try games before buying. Instead of traditional marketing, GameStop will reportedly be in, be investing in televisions and will be offering membership programs that include a variation of Power Up scheme, of the Power Up scheme. scheme? Uh, oh. that's what it says.
2: I was like, "Oh, you read that wrong." No, you
1: didn't. <laughs> um, the company is aiming to You're offer. Judging all these. Uh, yeah, you are <laughs> uh, writers. <today. laughs> you should have a podcast that's about people's writing. Editorializing. But, their... <laughs> uh, the company is aiming to offer better trade-in values and, and pre-owned game prices uh, in this in a press release anou- in a press re- release announcing Sherman's appointment GameStop seems to be hinting at this change this is from uh, a statement from executive chairman Dan Mateo reads Having recently conducted a thorough review of strategic and financial alternatives, we are at a critical juncture in GameStop's evolution, and with George's hiring and his proven experience, we are ready to move forward. While the board recently announced the initial steps of our Go forward, Forward Capital Allocation and Shareholder Return Program, we look forward to supporting... George, as we accelerate the next steps in that plan, which includes several exciting initiatives that have been in development and have have the potential to improve the financial performance and profitability of our company. As George and our talented team finalize the blueprint for GameStop, we will continue to leverage our leadership position in the video game industry to discover new ways to support our local customers while attracting new customers and serving their entertainment needs.
2: So first off, this was my idea.
1: You should, uh, you know, get on it. This is
2: just another like. Of course, clearly, this has been a, an idea yeah. for a while. They, they didn't just come up with this idea, and it's a good idea. It's no. Um, by the way, uh, their shares are about ten dollars right now. Okay. Uh, which is down from when we last checked in, uh, the last that one story a few a uh, couple months ago, where. Uh, <clears throat> I think it was like twelve dollars. Okay. Uh, now uh checked after the story and there is down to about 10 i was curious to see what this announcement did to the stock and i don't know if it did anything yet yeah but i think people are trepidatious to see what they're going to
1: do when you when you go from doing something understandable like selling games mm-hmm. to changing up that the business yeah but to
2: me as a shareholder seeing gamestop do something to mitigate whatever shifting landscape after seeing stadia do something and apple doing something seeing them be like hey we're not we're going to kind of shift away from this market of used games because it's not going to be a market for a whole lot longer right and shift more towards bringing people into our stores and having them play games and pay a pay a subscription service to come in and hang out and that kind of stuff like i was saying
1: (laughs) so what was your idea
2: I'm, I'm, we're not going to okay. talk about my idea, because it's still a plausible idea. It's not exactly what they're doing, but I could see exactly what yeah.
1: they're saying. Well, we will see. What that look, uh, well, So they're not being bought out anymore? Or wait, no, was it that they were that, selling?
2: That, yeah, they were trying to sell, and they decided, decided not to sell, which caused mm-hmm. their shares to fall yeah. to $12. I think it was $12.60 or something like that. Wow. And uh, I checked the other day. It was like $10.20, hmm. so... Crazy.
1: All right. This news is
2: exciting. <clears throat> yes, this is very much for us. I still have these on pre-order. Hopefully there's... Well, this is not that. No, I know. Okay. okay. Just uh, Persona 5. <clears throat> uh, Persona 5, the Royal, announced p- for PS4. This is uh, this write-up is from Sal Romano at um, Gamatsu.com. Is that like Ray M- Romano? Mm, but his just, brother? Just Sal. Just Sal? Mm-hmm. Uh, following a tease in December 2018, Atlus has announced Persona 5: The Royal for PlayStation 4. <coughs> a short teaser commercial debuted following today's Persona 5: The Animation stars and our uh, stars and our brought hours stars and hours broadcast. In it, a voice asks, what, "What do you think of the Phantom Thieves?" A new female character responds, "I think helping people is a wonderful thing, but if I had to say, I don't like them." I don't think the Phantom Thieves' methods will work. Uh, methods will make the world a better place or help anyone. In the end, I feel like only uh, I feel like you can only solve that yourself. Uh, more information will be announced on April twenty fourth at the Persona Super Live concert. Um, this is very exciting. It's very frustrating. Like they keep announcing announcements. Yeah. They announced an announcement for today, or for whatever day this was. And then at this announcement, they announced another announcement at another thing, which they'll just announce another announcement. Now, that'll probably be closer to when Joker's coming to Smash.
1: Yeah. I imagine... Maybe April 24th will be the day. That I, I
2: would have rather them just be like, hey, we're just not going to say anything until April 24th. Yeah. Like, uh, but it looks like there's a new female character... May or may not be a part of the Phantom Thieves at some point because that's just kind of how the game works. Um, clearly not thrilled about how they're doing it, but yeah, uh, this is going to be like the Persona 4 Golden Edition, which kind of changes up the story and and you'll probably get maybe another dun- dungeon, a palace or two, or you know just yeah, you will know, change how things work. Maybe new jobs, new act- activities, new romance options. Maybe you'll get to play. Maybe she'll be. The protagonist maybe uh, but joker's the best so i don't see why you would choose her because joker but um we'll be interested to yeah. find out what the
1: royal means is maybe yeah. she's like from Princess. a royal
2: fram- family family <laughs>
1: family friendly uh <laughs> but but yes, in, in it's any... not coming to switch it doesn't seem like it's coming to switch. It, they
2: didn't say anything about switch it the the uh trailer started with a playstation logo so it was like, hey. We're still PlayStation. Yeah.
1: So... Uh, n- but, there, but there are trailers for games that aren't PlayStation-exclusive that start off with the PlayStation logo. True. Like the Cyberpunk 20s whatever. That starts off with the PlayStation logo. That's true. Right now. But, so... Uh, I,
2: I don't need it on the Switch, though. Like, I do. I want it on the Switch. Uh, the problem with this is I still have to platinum the first one, mm-hmm. and I've already got 200 hours in it. And which mean, and I need about another hundred to platinum this, and then I'm gonna have to play that one, and platinum that one, which will take at least another two hundred hours.
1: Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, that's all right. It's a problem. He does have a problem. Such a good game. Play it. Yeah, it is. Uh, If you want the,
2: the like the sales pitch, it's it's like Pokemon. It's a That's turn-based putting it my It's opinion. like adult Pokemon. You you collect these personas. You you give them one of four moves. Four or five, I can't remember now because it's been a, a year, but four or five moves and you can evolve them, make them better. Mhm. Like
1: yeah.
2: <clears throat> it's Pokemon. Well, you go into you, the, you go in with like four uh is it four? Yeah, four members. Yeah. And each person has their own uh, like persona but you you as the joker as the uh uh wild card the wild card you can uh you can use any persona you that's that's you, that's the stick is you can collect all the personas and uh summon them to help you battle uh, in the shadow realm mm-hmm. and it's awesome so it is awesome if you want an adult style where you uh also go to school every day and you know, Deal tr- and try love. to and try to hit on girls and yeah, and teachers and nurses.
1: Nintendo reveals <laughs> the top the ten current best selling indie switch uh, indie games on Switch. This is from Ethan Gatcha at Kotaku at the GDC Confer- at the Games Developers Conference event. Uh, Nintendo shared which indie games have sold best on Switch up until now. Uh, while some of them are familiar faces like Stardew Valley, if, uh, blah, 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 in no particular order, are the Switch current all-time best-selling indie games. They are Stardew Valley, Hollow Knight, Overcooked 2, Undertale, Dead Cells, Enter the Gungeon, Graceful Explosion Machine, Celeste, Golf Story, and Overcooked. Uh, we don't know how many units each sold or how they rank relative to one another, but we can compare it to a list of last years and see what changed. In addition to Hollow Knight joining the list, Dead Cells, uh, Graceful Explosion Machine, Overcooked Two, and Undertale also made the cut. Meanwhile, games that have fallen off the list include Kamiko, Fast RMX, NBA Playgrounds, SteamWorld Dig Two, and Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. Uh, Yacht Club Games announced last April that Shovel Knight had, it, at that point, sold 370 million thousand sorry, 370 thousand copies on Switch. In light of that, the impressive it's impressive that Undertale was able to overtake it. Make it the oldest game on the list, having first released on PC back in 2015. Uh, so what's interesting about this is I think we only own one of these games, and we don't own it on Switch. Which
2: one? No, we own. we own three of these games. No, uh, we, we own Overcooked. Okay, we do own Overcooked. Celeste. And Celeste. And
1: uh, Stardew Valley. Since when it, we...
2: It's on the PC.
1: Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, anyway, but we don't have them on Switch. No, we don't have any We did of these, not so. contribute to these. Um.
2: Well, I would say trophies, but it's the PC. But I got the Stardew Valley before it was on anything else, and I didn't How play How many it.
1: Platinums do you have, Josh? That's a good question. Probably not many.
2: Somewhere five, give or take. Hmm. Six.
1: You keep talking about trophies, but you don't... I, 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 I don't say you know.
2: Platinums. I say trophies.
1: Okay. Okay. My trophy
2: score is still better than yours.
1: I don't think that's true. I think it is. We're gonna find this out right now. No, we're not. We're gonna... we are.
2: We are an hour and ten minute. If they're eight? still with,
1: is that ten or eight? Eighteen minutes. Eighteen
2: into this podcast.
1: I am gonna find it. Um. While you read the next story. Hey, I'm
2: editing this. I could just cut it out.
1: <laughs> while you read this next story.
2: <clears throat> More Nintendo news. Nintendo could launch two new Switch consoles this year. This is from Steve Dent. Not Harvey Dent, but Steve Dent. His brother. At Engadget. Nintendo might launch two new Switches as early as this summer, reports the Wall Street Journal. As previously rumored, one would likely be a smaller and cheaper model with a focus on portability. However... Hang on, we we have new we have we have breaking news. No breaking news. We have breaking news.
1: Uh, <speaking> <exits> what, what, what's the <speaking florals> trophy score here? So, I have. I'm level sixteen, with sixty percent towards seventeen. Okay. You are also level sixteen mm-hmm. at ninety five percent to seventeen. Told you. Whatever. I have more trophies in the division than you, and the division two and kingdom hearts and celeste so i played assassin's creed 2 go suck it go read the read the article all
2: right anyway um anyway however however we'll start over cuz uh, nintendo might launch two new switches as early as this summer reports the wall street journal as previously rumored one would likely be a smaller and cheaper model with a focus on portability However, Nintendo might also release a higher-end model switch aimed at more serious gamers in competition with Sony's PS4 and Xbox One.
1: Meaning people who have less money are not serious gamers.
2: Right. Um, It wouldn't have quite as much power as those consoles, however, according to the report. The Wall Street Journal's sources are are parts suppliers with access to a prototype. Those folks claim that uh, Nintendo will also eliminate the little used HD rumble controller vibration uh, and other features in order to cut costs. Uh, both Sony and Microsoft have released multiple versions of the PS4 and Xbox 1 including higher end and cheaper versions in order to keep sales rolling. And it has largely worked. The Switch ha- <clears throat> it has largely worked. The Switch has been a big hit with 32 million units sold s- so far, although Nintendo recently re- revised Its 2018 fiscal sales projections downward, from 20 million to 17 million. It likely hopes the new consoles will help get its groove back. Now, the 20 million was just a lofty goal, Mm -hmm. anyway, and it was lofty when they made the prediction. But I mean, they were close. They were close. 17 million is nothing to sneeze at, and they probably, as with we've heard all year long. Everybody's been a little uh, too uh, bullish with their pro- projections, and are across the board like not meeting what they expected to meet. What do you mean? Uh, Activision, oh, who, yeah, who made record sales this year but didn't make enough money, and it's just clear that everybody was a little off. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How, we don't like. I've heard multiple people like, what? What were these people thinking? Like, yeah, like how can you sell be the most successful you've ever been but not be as successful as you expected? Right. And it, it just seems like everybody was in this state of mind, like, they were just going to do gangbusters this year, and they did, but not the gangbusters they were expecting. Yeah. And you usually by a small margin. Like, they sold $17 million, but expected $20 million, but that caused them to drop. Right. And, and so, anyway, the, the more important thing about this story... Is the two new switches right? The
1: um, I, I kind of like I'm excited to see if there is like like what these look like. Sure. because um, if we could get a high powered switch, I'd be down for that. Except I just bought one and I don't use it that much. Yeah, I use it to play Tetris ninety nine, great game, uh, and sometimes Super Smash Brothers. So. I don't know that I need to get the. Switch if I Pro. if
2: I were more of a traveler, I would have probably like we we have one switch between us. So right? mm-hmm. Nick bought the switch and we both play it. So that's all I need it for. Um, if I were a traveler or someone who traveled a lot, I would probably be more into it. Um, and I think the higher end model would probably appeal to me. If m- my biggest complaint with the switch is probably something they're not going to fix is the buttons. Mm-hmm. They're tiny. I wish they were just bigger. Just bigger. My big thumbs. And um, I think they the screen needs to be bigger. Okay. Um, the, uh, they could probably do what the phone manufacturers are doing and just get rid of the be- bezel mm. for the most part and increase the screen size. And they probably wouldn't even need to increase the switch size very much at all just to increase the screen. Yeah. Um, and. Probably make the uh, Joy Hans a little bit more, uh, you know, sturdy. Yeah. You know, give it a more premium feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, if in at least in the higher end model, if we're gonna go like full on higher end, let's do like, you know, carbon fiber wrapped. You know, you yeah. know, not really, but give it a good, a good like aesthetic look, professional, you know, high end look with a bigger screen, uh, better buttons, and you know, if we ha- we cut the HD Rumble, no one cares about the Rumble yeah. in the Switch. Um,
1: Actually, bothers me sometimes. I'm playing Lumines, and it just keeps voop, 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 right. Voop, voop.
2: And um, and and, and fix the you know, not fix, but like really increase the battery life. Yeah, I think doing something like that would make the high end model. It doesn't need to, need to be a powerhouse like the PlayStation 4 because it doesn't have PlayStation 4 like style games. You don't make games like that for the Switch. They don't do that. Yeah. And they're not gonna start doing that even if they Well
1: I mean they have some, like Doom and Skyrim and stuff Sure, like that. sure.
2: But they're they're not gonna release Red Dead Redemption on the Switch.
1: They released L A Noir. You know they're gonna put GTA on the Switch.
2: I don't know if they're gonna put the I think GTA is too big for the Switch.
1: I think if they can put GTA five on PS three, which is what it was built for, you could put yeah, at least on a on a on a pro switch.
2: I don't know, but but um, as far as the cheaper model, that one might actually be more interesting to me right now because if I can get hop into a cheap version of it, then maybe I would get my own and we could play yeah it together. But not if you know we can get the Microsoft's discless Xbox One in a month.
1: From Tom Warren on the.
2: Hmm. Is that The Verge?
1: Yes. From Tom Warren. I got you, Tom. Microsoft's Microsoft's disc-less Xbox One S reportedly launching May seventh. Uh, Microsoft's disc less X- Xbox One S console will be reportedly launched on May 7th. That's the headline. Windows Central has obtained documents that indicate this is the launch date alongside leaked a ex- little bit of box art images. I feel like I'm talking like William Shatner.
2: You have to just say any kind of Xbox title.
1: Windows Central has obtained documents that indicate that this la- that this is the launch date alongside leaked ex- box art images that the site has created. Microsoft is said to be calling this console Xbox One S All Digital Edition, signaling a new model without the typical Blu-ray drive. It's not clear how much cheaper this model will be, but the removal of the Blu-ray drive will definitely drive down the price. Microsoft has not yet publicly acknowledged the mic- the company is even creating a disc-less version of Xbox One S, but rumors previously pointed toward a mid-a- mid-April announcement and may retail date.
2: Why don't they call it disc free? Like
1: disc free? Well, that sounds like you don't have a disease anymore. Disc free. <laughs> um,
2: and like I said, all consoles are diskless until you buy the game.
1: Because yes, okay. Microsoft is reportedly including free. one terabyte hard drive. Is there two Bs in terabyte? Anyway, one terabyte hard drive on this new digital model alongside digital versions of Forza Horizon 3, Sea of Thieves, and Minecraft in the box. Microsoft is also rumored to be creating an option to ship this disc-free console with (laughs) games pre-installed so new Xbox owners can pick the games they want installed before the console arrives at their home.
2: We'll see. Microsoft hasn't, hasn't even said this is happening, and... What I I would rather Microsoft do is, like, completely wipe the slate on their naming convention.
1: What do you just want to call the Microsoft?
2: I don't care. This is not good. Xbox One X. So it was Xbox. Xbox 360. Xbox One. Xbox One X. Xbox One S. Now, Xbox One S, all digital edition.
1: Well, that just makes it abundantly clear what you're getting into.
2: Not 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 abundantly clear. If you, everything is digital. Digital cameras are digital. The digital screen. It's it's abundantly clear to us, but you have if you have a parent, who doesn't care about games, like mom, she might know if she was going to buy. A kid you know a gift she might know not know that the all digital edition
1: is yeah i guess i can see that you buy it and then and then buy the games for it you're like what's then... all
2: digital uh, what does that mean and then you get some old, old older person at the walmart or something like oh i don't know it's just a new version of the same xbox i guess i don't know and then, they and just then you buy, it, buy a game with it. Yeah, you buy the game, and you're like, oh, I can't get that. And you can't go buy you know the digital version over at GameStop anymore. <laughs> and you just, <laughs> just... Well, no, it's not <laughs> No. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, their naming convention sucks. Yeah. Xbox One S, all digital. the Xbox One, sad. Mm. <laughs> they, it's sad because you can't say the name. And it should just be the Microsoft something. I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not the person, but everybody I hear try to say this has problems. They have to clearly say discless. Discless to not say anything else, but disc less. And it's just I I don't, I don't know what the proper way to do it would be. If I spent some time thinking mm-hmm. about it. Maybe I could think of a better I mean I'm sure Xander could Probably, if, you know, our nephew could probably figure out a better way mm. to name the Xbox One.
1: I don't know if he'd be able to say yeah, the discless Xbox. No, he couldn't. <laughs> um, all right, he couldn't. so that's the news for today. We are not doing a topic of the week because it's already been an hour and 30 minutes. Jeez. As...
2: This is going to be the longest episode, and I don't know that we had... <laughs>
1: yeah. as much...
2: It was not as big news this week. Well,
1: we talked a lot about PlayStation... Yeah, we had a lot, a lot we, of... We broke down those games. Sure, but sure. I'm sure you'll... Anyway, uh, so we're just going to run through the games of the week, and then we will get out of here. So, coming March 28th is The World Next Door, coming to PC and Switch. March 29th is Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered and Assassin's Creed Liberation Remastered on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, well, Assassin's Creed Liberation Remastered comes with Assassin's Creed 3, so I don't think you can buy them separately. I think it's... You buy Assassin's Creed 3 and you get. Both Can you games. buy
2: Assassin's Creed 3? I thought it was part of the uh, uh, like DLC for Origin well, or uh, Odyssey. I, I,
1: well, I think if you pre ordered uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, you got Assassin's Creed 3. Oh, okay. Um, Tropico 6 comes to PC on March 29th. Yoshi's Crafted World comes to Switch on March 29th. And Power Rangers Battle for the Grid comes out to PS4 on April second.
2: I don't know that I have any like recommendations this week. Uh, I would not recommend recommend Assassin's Creed Three. I just... I'd
1: recommend Assassin's Creed Liberation if you still had a Vita.
2: Well, th- th- this is remastered, so you don't.
1: I know, but it was good on the Vita. I don't know if it's worth buying. I mean, it was worth buying on the Vita because it was like Assassin's Creed Portable. It was fun. First female protagonist. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. Story-wise, I don't remember anything except she was somebody. Um, And it took place in New Orleans. New Orleans. Um, But Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, I heard is not bad. But it looks like, I mean, it really is a support of the phone game to PS4. Yeah. Um, Uh,
2: My recommendation is uh, play The Division 2.
1: It's good. It's very good. All right. We're getting out of here. Thank you for watching again uh we post every wednesday on youtube.com and on podcast services you can follow us at uh, on twitter at where gaming underscore you can follow me at speak Nicklish.
2: you can follow me at jaws 1015 we're starting to stream a lot more often at twitch.tv slash where gaming underscore and we'd and love to see you there yeah absolutely and uh say goodbye nick bye nick see ya